Welcome to The Renewable Generation, a show on climate and energy issues by young people for all people. My name is Evan, and today I'm joined as always by my two lovely co-hosts, Steve and Kelly. I I don't really know how to start this episode. Uh, I guess we could start just by talking about our weeks, but uh, before we get into that, I do want to let the listener know that this is going to be kind of a different episode, and we're going to have some announcements to say at the end of the episode. So just keep that in mind when going into this episode. And let's start it off with Kelly. How was your week? Well, today's only Monday, so my week's been going okay. Um, (laughs) I had a pretty good weekend. I went ice climbing on the Strax at Mount Baker. It was very cold. I still suck at ice climbing, but it was definitely good to get outside and actually sleep um, in the outdoors for the first time in a few months. So I think that was a much needed um, mental health wow. um, break for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish there was uh, stuff to do outside right now, but it's a little windy in LA for that. Um, but we have me and, me and Steve actually, uh, because Steve is currently sitting right next to me in good old Los Angeles, California. We've actually been doing some uh, some outdoor activities this week, including a went for a little a little run, a little morning run. We even we did a little beach day. Uh, so yeah, we've been trying to do our little outdoor activities too. Yeah, that's right. So um, for the listeners here, um, yeah, Steve here coming straight from LA. Um, this is the first time that we've recorded this podcast with us not all like just separate from each other. Like we started this podcast with like each one of us in a different part of the United States. And yeah, for those of us that, for those of you that don't know, like Evan and I go way back. We were friends since like... Technically elementary school, right? Yeah, um, I think sixth grade is but, when we met. Yeah, probably more like middle school and like really, really friends in high school. So, um, yeah, I'm back. I'm back in my hometown right now. I came out here for work. I was looking um, at a solar project, and we were doing some diligence on that, and decided to just stick around for an extra week and a half. So, yeah, Evan and I have been up to our old antics again, running around, <laughs> going for runs, <laughs> realizing <laughs> realizing how how out of shape we are. <laughs> Running like a, like a mile or two, just collapsing on the ground afterwards. So yep, it was a harsh realization. Uh, yeah, health, health. Uh, wait, you know that's one way you know you don't have COVID that you can actually like run <laughs> like a little bit and not die. So I don't know if we could uh, firmly say we don't have COVID sure. after that run. Well, hold on, uh, we both <laughs> we, got we tested. Get tested. Let everyone know that we were being safe. Yeah. We got tested. We've been wearing masks, and I wore like a, a face shield, so just no one, uh, yeah. no one wag their finger. You're wearing masks while running. Uh, we tried. Whenever we passed by people, we would put them on, um, but it, yeah. it was not without a cost of our our suffering. Yeah, but good run, good mm-hmm. good run. Yeah, we went to a beach day with my dad. It was nice. Mm-hmm. We had some beers on the on the beach. Which here, oh. here's a fun fact for for the listeners. Technically, yes, it's illegal to drink beers on the beach, but if you don't have, here's how you can, you know, walk in that fine line. You know, you, you can, you can <laughs> as long as you, as long as you have the beers away in your cooler, if any like cops or lifeguards come out and they can come up to you, if they don't see anything, they can ask you, Hey, can I see inside your cooler? And you're allowed to say no because they're asking you. But if they ask you and you say yes, you've given them consent 
and then they can see your beer and then they can get you for that. So just just you know, a little bit of a little bit of life pro tips out there for all you beer drinkers. <laughs> yeah, if anyone uh, is listening to the renewable generation for uh, criminal life tips, uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is your moment. As long as you don't consent to the don't search, consent. <laughs> just just ask for your lawyer immediately. It's the most you know, it's the least suspicious thing you can do. And <laughs> yeah, if you if you learn anything from our podcast, I hope it's that don't consent to a, an unwarranted search. Um, I guess you kind of brought up. Uh, the beginnings of this podcast. And I think it's kind of fitting to talk about our beginnings since for now, at least this is sort of an ending point for our podcast. It's going to be spoiler alert. uh, Spoiler alert for uh, (laughs) what we're going to talk about a little bit more is uh, we're currently, we're going to go on a hiatus uh, with the podcast. This is due to a couple things, but mainly um, it's just, Due to our schedules, we are all three very busy people. We uh, all have jobs outside of this podcast, and we also have social lives outside of these podcasts, um, even during COVID, uh, as crazy that, as that sounds. Um, and we just, we've had difficulty balancing all these things. And while we really enjoyed doing the podcast, I think... Because this is a hiatus, if we or when we ever do come back and start this podcast again, I think we'd want uh, to find that balance and know that we can achieve that balance before we do so. So for now, we're going to take a little bit of time and just kind of focus on our own lives and focus on uh, finding the balance without the podcast. Yeah, and you know, it's it's been a it's been a fun adventure for for me personally speaking because just kind of figuring out you know what kind of product we want to put out there like what kind of content like we definitely like have experimented with different types like we've been we've had some episodes that were extremely technical and educational um but i think we also kind of like we straddle the line of like you know we don't, we don't want to become like a lecture series where we're just like you know just lecturing in front of a chalkboard essentially like mm-hmm. we want to we want it to be fun too and have people listening and not just listen because they feel like oh that's that climate podcast that i should listen to but we want to be that climate podcast that you want to listen to. Um, so I think that's the one thing that I, I think we could work on. You know, I, I don't know how, how podcasts are made, and now I know a little bit more. So it's been, it's been a cool ride. Um, what do you think, Kelly? What, what are your thoughts on all this? Yeah, I think um, when we first started the podcast, it was kind of a couple months into quarantine. We were pretty bored. Steve was like, hey, you want to start a podcast? I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> And I think it was really fun and exciting at first, but I think, honestly, recently it's been a lot harder to kind of, like, motivate ourselves to come up with new content, and we don't want to put a product out there that isn't the best that it could be, and so I think for the benefit of ourselves and our listeners, it behooves us all to take a little break. Um, but I don't know, maybe after the election there's going to be a lot more um, climate-related stuff happening, and we're going to have to be back to report on it all. I, I think uh, I, I can't imagine you guys not wanting to speak out regardless of what happens after this election. And uh, speaking of the election, uh, we wanted to leave you guys uh, not just with a little hiatus notice, but with a little bit of a conversation about the election and about how it relates to the climate and energy issues of today, mostly because we just kind of wanted to talk about it ourselves. Um, yeah. So it's kind of our final, our final breath into the podcast sphere for now. Uh, is going to be a little a little discussion about uh, U.S. politics, kind of where we started, uh, episode two. Um, so, Steve, 
What are your thoughts heading into this uh, this election? So as we're recording this episode, um, it's uh, what eight days until the election, November third, October twenty sixth. Um, I'm, uh, man, I'm stressed. I'm stressed about it. Um, I've I've voted. I've I've placed my vote. I've encouraged everyone that I know to vote. Um, yeah, we just got we got to get Trump out. Uh, I'm not even going to pull the punch there. I mean, like, there, if you care about climate issues at all, and if you're a young person out there, that is you. Like, this is your self interest. I'm talking about here. You have to want Trump out. I I, I think that this is a really pivotal point in history. Um, people always say that, you know, but I think it's more true now than it has been in the last maybe 50 years. Um, what we do, what the climate policies and the actions that we choose to do in this decade are going to have effects for the coming centuries. Um, we're, we're at a point right now where, where we risk passing a point of no return, where no matter what we do, the laws of physics take over and you get runaway processes that you just cannot defeat. So I, that's... <laughs> That's what, you know, you, everyone who's listened to this podcast knows that's where I stand and that's where I stand. Um, so I, I'm, I'm feeling stressed about that. Um, but I've also done everything that I can and I'm ready to throw my hands in the air, man. If, 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 if we lose this election, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kelly, uh, what what do you have to say in response to that? Are you, uh, are you as stressed as uh, Steve is about this or is there a little bit more optimism (laughs) in your, uh, in your room right now? I mean, I think the polls are looking decent. Um, but that's what people thought in 2016. And I mean, I think there's historic, voter interest in the election, um, which is a, definitely a good sign. And I don't know. I mean, I've definitely been spending a lot of time just like scrolling through the news, 538 polls, every single like Senate race, and just very much like obsessing about it, which is not great for my own mental health and just like having all that stuff swimming around your head 24-7. Um, it's not great. So I'll be glad when it's over and we can go back to thinking about, like, normal things. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I, I feel, I'm, I'm just watching it happen, you know? Like, at this point, I voted. Um, I've encouraged other people to vote. I mean, ultimately, for president and even, like, Senate or House members, like, our vote in Washington doesn't really do all that much. Um, but we got to do what we can. So yeah, kind of, kind of fatalistic. I'm not, I'm not really optimistic about this whole situation, but I think hopefully, um, if we get a change in administration, we'll have, um, some actual like good climate policies and America can go back or can start actually leading on this, especially at the international level, what we really need is for the U.S. to be to um, show the way for other countries to um, be leading on climate. Because right now we're dragging behind, and we need to be out there in front, encouraging our allies to also be um, active in the space. And 
I mean, now we're getting into questions about how the current administration has also like hollowed out um, diplomacy and State Department and how difficult it's going to be to be able to um, rebuild all of that um, diplomatic infrastructure. But yeah, it's not great. We got a lot of work to do. Yeah, I um, I definitely I have felt similar levels of uh, uh, pessimism about this election. Uh, I think a lot of that's due to just how volatile this country has been, um, especially this country's politics have been the past four years, and really even going beyond those past four years uh, as just kind of uh, something due to our two-party system. It's just kind of been an ever-expanding dissonance between those two parties. And I sometimes am overwhelmed by it. It feels like there's so many shouting voices and none of them want to listen. Um, but one thing that's given me a little bit of optimism throughout this, uh, the primaries and the general election in the U.S. this year has been seeing the representation, I guess, of multiple factions in the liberal, the Democrat side. Um, I think having voices, because I know a lot of my uh, more progressive friends aren't super happy with Joe Biden being the nominee. But I find solace in candidates like Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Andrew Yang, being able to express and have have Joe Biden's ear for a lot of these really innovative ideas that I think aren't even that left of center and are implemented in a lot of, or at least thinking about being implemented in a lot of uh, European countries. I think, for for instance, UBI, I think, is an issue that has been so important to have been addressed this year right. with the coronavirus uh, outbreak. It would have helped a lot. It would have been a lot more efficient mm-hmm. than the months of, of Congress gridlocked and not being able to pass a, a deal at all. Exactly. And I see... Uh, I see people on both sides, not just Democrats, but Republicans that express support for the UBI. And if I could say anything uh, about this election, I would urge Republicans to look at these multiple factions that are being represented on the Democrat side and look to their own party and really look at who's being represented in your party. And if that doesn't look like you, you should work to make sure that you're being represented in your party. Because I know there's a lot of Republicans that don't feel like they're being represented, but they just would rather be represented by this disassociative Republican Party than the Democrat Party. And I think at the end of the day, politics shouldn't be uh, this option or that option, option A or B. It should be about your own representation, because at the end of the day, this is a government by the people for the people. And if it's not by the people, then it's not for the people. Yeah. And, you know, I think just to clarify one of the points I said from before, even though I say I'm stressed, I'm stressed, but I think I'm actually optimistic personally. Um, And it it might just be something about my personality, but I I choose optimism. Uh, I kind of force myself to be, not to say that I'm not ever like feeling defeated or deflated and things like that, but Hey, man, no one knows what's going to happen, right? No one knows what's going to happen this election. And I choose to be optimistic this entire time until it happens. And if, you know, if Trump wins the election, I will be wrong and I will be disappointed. But I choose very practically to be optimistic 
throughout this time. Like, I think I would rather be an optimist and wrong than be a pessimist and right. So I honestly, and even as I'm saying that and like kind of trying to view myself objectively from like a third party person, like perspective, I really think that Joe Biden is going to win. Like if you see the amount of young people who have voted like right now, like we are orders of magnitude above where we were in 2016. I think like one of the problems in 2016 was people just wrote it off that Hillary Clinton would win. They're like, oh, it's a joke. No, there's no way Trump will win. And that mentality on large scale is what screwed us over. I don't think anyone's taking it lightly anymore. I think everyone's like, there's a huge like, chance that Trump will win. And I think and I hope, but I really think that people have figured it out and they're going to go, go vote, especially young voters. Because, man, like we that's one of the things that really personally bugs me about people like our generation of people is like you see so many people complaining on social media and complaining in person and that's fine i think you should complain that's your right right like as an american you have a right to an opinion and you should make your voice heard but i think if you don't vote i'm sorry but if you don't vote and you complain get out of here like you have no right to complain if you don't vote also like and there there are exceptions to that rule people who like literally cannot vote because of whatever circumstances but if you have the opportunity you and you squandered it and then you complain like get the hell out of here like you have like voting is a privilege and a right and people should take like advantage of that so if you haven't if you're listening to this you haven't voted yet we have beef (laughs) (laughs) at me on twitter let's go wow well uh before we get into any uh twitter (laughs) fights uh kelly do you have any final words you want to say about the u.s election (laughs) i don't know i don't really have any final closing words except to say that I guess, I hope, I mean, I read something the other day, which was like, if um, Trump wins the election, it was something like there's going to be an additional 3.5 billion tons of carbon dioxide released into the atmosphere. Not great. And I think that's, that's only the direct effects of the U.S. That's not even counting the secondary effects of how the vacuum of U.S. leadership would affect other countries. And I think it's just like... I really hope that we get to a place where we're a country that is um, forward-looking into future technologies instead of dragging and trying to get back to a past which was still like not sustainable for the majority of people and um, to believe in science and innovation and the hope that we can actually use technology to um, make our society better. And... Yeah, I guess that's kind of a more philosophical thing. I think even in the last four years, clean energy has been hitting like milestones um, and record deployments, but like the speed of change is not what we need to be able to actually solve climate change. And we really need government leadership, not just in clean energy, but also in agriculture, transportation, all these other sectors that so far we haven't been making as much progress on. We need massive amounts of investment. We need the government to be completely on board. And there's no way that that's going to happen um, unless we get a change in the administration. So uh, I don't know. That's not really a closing comment, but I guess <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm, I'm generally hopeful because I think the the polls are looking good. There's going to be record turnout. I think they're um, some people are saying this is going to be the highest voter turnout since like 1908 or something like that. And back then only like white men were able to vote, and it was like so the percentage voter turnout was higher because the amount the elect- size of the electorate was much smaller. 
So this is going to be definitely a record year for voter turnout, um, which I think is good. I think people participating in democracy is definitely a good sign. Um, and yeah, it's a weird time. We'll we'll see in like a week whether uh, whether we should we can breathe easy or need to continue to feel like everything's about to burn down at any moment. Yeah, who, who knows? The renewable generation could come back a week after the election if Trump <laughs> is elected because we're that serious about how devastating that would be. But I also do, I guess if I have any final words, I'd say that while this election is incredibly important, it's just as important that you be proactive after the election. Um, you can vote in this election. You can also vote in your local uh, elections right. and vote in state elections. Um, you can also uh, be active in your community. Uh, you can work on individual action, even though it might not have a significant difference overall. I think those changes in culture and in practice can have uh, more widespread effects on, uh, on communities and on uh, the greater nation. Um, so before, before we wrap this up, uh, now that we've wrapped up the U.S. election, you want to say one more thing about the U.S. election? Okay, so before we wrap up the U.S. election stuff, uh, I want to ask you guys if you have any final words about the podcast, because for now, this is uh, this is kind of our send-off. Uh, so, Steve, uh, you have something you want to say? Yeah, there is something I want to say. It's And this is, for me, like a thing about, uh, just like about life, like a personal, personal thing for me. It's just like, I really think it's important to emphasize mental health. Um, for we kind of I think we had some euphemisms earlier in the episode, but even throughout look, this has been a really hard time for so many people, so many Americans, so many global citizens, economic volatility, like health concerns, like it feels like everything's falling apart. And I we have the the three of us have been putting together this episode this this podcast and it's been great. It's been a really good time, but it has also been a, a thing on our mental health. It's been a drain on our mental health. And I, I think it's, it's something that just bears repeating over and over and over again. Like mental health is so important. It is just as important as physical health. And it's so often looked over. Um, it is physical health. It is physical health. And I would just like to leave some I've during COVID, I have been picking up Stoicism. Um, it's a type of philosophy that really kind of took off in like the ancient Greeks. Um, and I would recommend people who are feeling helpless or help feeling like beaten down by everything or just like flailing or th things are burning down around them. I would recommend you check out some Stoic philosophy. Um, big authors are Seneca, uh, Marcus Aurelius, um, a couple other ones that I'm probably missing, but that philosophy has helped me so much. And the main idea behind that is focus entirely on the things that you can control. Focus on your life and focus on the things that you can directly control with your actions and your thoughts and you know your, your focus. Everything outside of that circle, you draw that line, draw that circle, everything outside of it, you can't control. So stop worrying about it. It feels very cold and detached, and probably it honestly is. Um, but I think it's an extremely practical philosophy for the type of times we're living in now. To give you some context on who Marcus Aurelius was, 
He was one of the emperors of, I, I forget if it's Greece or Rome, and he was emperor during um, like like a plague and a, his company, his, his empire was being assaulted and almost came down around him and he practiced stoicism. And now you might say, oh, that's something that a privileged person could deal with. The other person, the other famous author in Stoicism is Seneca, who was a slave. And he didn't have anything throughout his entire life. He had just lived the hardest life. And they preached the same philosophy, which is that focus entirely on the things that are within your control. If it's outside of your control, don't focus on it. Oftentimes, we, we suffer a lot more in our imagination than we do in real life. And I think it's... I just say that because it's helped me a lot during these times, and I hope that some people who are listening to this, it can help you too. Are you stoic about the uh, 2020 election, Steve? I am. I'm I'm pretty stoic about it, yeah. I'm I'm doing everything that I can do, and I'm, I'm stressed about it, yeah, but I also know I'm doing everything I can, so I'm not going to be more stressed than I feel is appropriate. I, don't, I, I try not to let it spiral out of my control. I try not to feel despair and overwhelming, those overwhelming feelings. I, I'm focusing entirely on what is going on in my life. My family is healthy. My family is okay. Um, people I care about, people are suffering for sure, but it's, that's what I can do to stay sane. It's just to stay practical here. Well, thank you, Stephen, for your green new spiel. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Steve, for your green new spiel. Uh, Kelly, do you have any final words uh, for our podcast? Um, I've had a lot of fun doing this podcast and I think, um, when the time is right, we'll do it again. But I think for now we definitely just need to take a step back and kind of focus on taking care of ourselves because I think, I mean, it's been a really weird year. Like I've had some weird mental health shit happen and I think it's definitely good for us to, um, I mean, we're just doing this podcast for fun and I think it, it's kind of getting to the point where it's like an additional stressor and that's not I think the additional stress is not what anyone needs at this point so hopefully we'll be back we'll miss all of you let us know if there's anything if there's anything that happens that you really want to hear our opinion on maybe we'll uh, do a special uh, rerun episode or something like that but for now I think we've reached a kind of natural stopping point with the podcast and I'm happy with it I think this was definitely a fun experiment to do during quarantine um, we're still in quarantine but uh yeah, this has been a good ride, and I couldn't have asked for better co-hosts. Oh, Ditto, Kelly. Um, I guess, yeah, if, uh, if I could leave you with anything, it's uh, this is a see you later. It's not a goodbye. Um, and we'll always, we'll be on Twitter. We still have our Twitter, at GenRenewPod, and our Facebook, The Renewable Generation. So feel free to reach out to us there, and we'll be able to respond to you probably uh, faster now than we have before. Um, because we, we don't have any, uh, we, we don't have any extra, uh, stuff going on, um, with the podcast, but, uh, yeah, it's exactly that. It's, uh, see you later. It's not goodbye. Uh, we will be back in some form or fashion at some point. We're just saying goodbye for now. Anything else? <laughs> we should have like a sing, like a, we should play, we should play them out. We should play some music. With some music. <laughs> Closing time? Close out, Closing out. time. <laughs> Every new beginning comes with some other beginnings. And I know who I want to take me home. Uh. <laughs>
We're looking forward to the day when the three of us can all hang out in person. Come visit me in Seattle. Yeah, that one day. You know, that's when we'll do, what is this, episode 18 of The Renewable Generation? Episode 19 of The Renewable Generation will come out when me, Kelly, and Steve are all in the same room together. That's a promise. Thank you.